that we've been over this. There has to be a World War Three and Four first. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's the beauty of World War Five, Lois. It's so intense, it skips over the other two. Peter, it doesn't work. I have spoken! What else did he say? He said you were the best in the Parsec. I have spoken. Welcome to We Have Spoken! I thought just you were doing it. Oh! <laughs> We're going with that. Pat right. Sajak. We, have, we can't erase the tape. We only have so much Pat tape Pat Sajak here. and Vanna White are here, and you are not the, pulling your weight, you're sir. You're the production jerk who doesn't know what they're doing. This is the way. So this is the way we have spoken. We just saw the season finale, Redemption, uh, the episode was called. I'm Josiah Leroy. With me today, Jamie Leroy, no relation. That's me. And Mr. Thomas Colbert. Hello. Also no relation. <laughs> No relation. So we missed <laughs> we missed a few. <laughs> it's so creepy every time. Yeah. Both times. Uh, so we, time. we just saw the finale uh, of The Mandalorian season one here, and we got some good news on season two while we're at it. But anyway, um, spoilers, obviously. If you haven't seen the episode, bookmark this. Come back. Watch it again. Uh, whether you're watching on YouTube.com slash The Geekiverse or listening on Apple Podcasts or SoundCloud. We appreciate you. So we missed a few weeks. We missed two episodes. Um, Reckoning, and I don't remember the other one. The mercenary one. Yeah, the, the creepy Twilight one. Yes. Six and seven. Yeah, we missed six and seven. Some crap about my cohorts here getting engaged. It's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> anyway was that a congrats now that <laughs> no i'm telling the viewers and listeners why why we the missed. episodes were missed oh yes our fault. well the last one was because of christmas that's not our was fault it? wow yeah blaming <laughs> you be careful who you're blaming here i also blame christmas okay oh. so you guys are crazy anyway <laughs> we have you guys got me speaking of christmas if uh, if you're watching this episode this awesome pop funko funko pop what do you guys say pop Pop. Pop so, vinyl. Uh, I got IG-11, who is arguably my favorite character on the show. He's got to be my favorite character. He's just awesome. And then I told the story of how I almost got you guys Pop, but didn't because you don't like soda. So let's talk about this episode of We Have Spoken. Uh, the season finale here, we wrap things up. Man, this, this season went fast. That kind of sucks in a way. Yeah. But it's also a good thing because it shows that the... The show had nice momentum. It had a nice, relatively nice consistency to it week to week. And even though it wasn't something that you could binge all on day one, it felt really fast. Agreed. So uh, tonight's episode here, we just saw it. What do we think? Uh, kind of initial thoughts, overall reaction to the episode. Tom? I thought it cleaned up the season nicely um, while also setting up you know, the next season directly, which is what they're supposed to do. Um, but I wasn't disappointed by any means of them lacking anything or going a different direction than I wanted them to. I felt like it was the the best finale they, they could have had to, as you said, wrap this up yeah. and tease what is coming for next season. And oh my goodness, that is really cool. Yeah. If you are a longtime fan of uh, the Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels, you're going to like what's coming, I think. Uh, Jamie, what did you think overall of this episode? What did you like? Uh, anything you didn't like at all? Uh, no, I, I agree. It was a good wrap-up of the season. Um Nothing too insane happened. There was a sad death. Well, that was kind of at the end of the last episode. Not confirmed until we watched this one. There was... Oh, another sad kind of death, if you can call... Uh, you weren't talking about... I thought that's what no, you were talking I talk about. No, I was talking about Quill. Oh, my gosh. Uh, no, I was talking about Quill. Um, In honor of 
Queel, who we named the show after, really, right? Yeah. We really did, yeah. Oh, speaking yeah. of which, my awesome shirt. So my wife, Lauren, got this for me. And you guys got me this hat. Look at this. Like wow. You guys are just All taking care of my out. wardrobe wow. here. So I've got an <laughs> awesome, awesome, now retro Buffalo Sabres hat. So I'm very appreciative of that. But Lauren got me this I Have Spoken shirt. I'm going to stand up quick. Oh. There you go. If you're, quick, if yeah. you're watching, uh, I mean, the show came out a month ago, which is awesome. So I think she got wow, this on yeah. Etsy. Yeah. But we. Meanwhile, my yeah. shirt has a. Ah, Christmas Yoda. Christmas Yoda. I like it. I'm wearing blue. In honor of Baby Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> Just thank goodness you're not wearing I'm green. I'm wearing yeah. blue. <laughs> I brought a green sweatshirt though. Um. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, my favorite ever green screen moment is me wearing a green T-shirt and green jeans just to piss Adam off. Oh my goodness. Worth it. And he, he goes, R- really? That's 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 what you're going to be wearing? I was doing like a week in Geek, so it was just me on screen. That's it. Standing Floating up. Floating head. And I looked at him. I go, what's the big idea? What's the problem? Uh, so we saw a few. Well, we saw one uh, notable death in this one. Yes. And then uh, we got confirmation of one from the previous week, <sighs> which is tough. Quill is, Sadness. Uh, has kind of become a nice little lovable character there. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I in do, short I order. Quill. I was yeah. hoping that we were going to get the crew here, right? Like this was going to be the makings of almost like what we see with the Millennium Falcon or what we see with the ghost crew in uh, uh, Phoenix Squadron mm-hmm. in, in Rebels, where it's, it, you know, you've got everyone just coming together. So it would have been Kara, it would have been Mando, it would have been Baby Yoda, uh, Quill, IG-11. Those That would have been really fun it together. Was, it was a little less squad up and a little more Rogue One, where they all come together, but then they, they lose some. That's a great way to put it. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Rogue <laughs> One, we saw, again, Death Troopers. Those, yep. um, so they're the, the black-clad stormtroopers who are kind of like the, the top of the top when it comes to the, the Empire mm-hmm. or what's left of it at this point. That's a really nice callback to, to Rogue One. Um, before I forget, we saw a really, really bizarre droid tonight. Oh, yeah. Was he an R2 unit or? <laughs> I would argue he was or a modified a pro- R2 unit. Yeah, or an was, astromech droid. Astromech with additional parts. He, so he was like, Protocol uh, droid. yeah, arms and legs. Basically, he looked like he had like C three PO's uncovered arms and legs from Phantom Menace. Strange, weird. Like I don't think it made a noise at any point, right? It did. It made just little beeping noises. Okay, but uh, it, it like conversed with them. It said, "Where do you want to go?" That whole scene was just such like foreshadowing with because the first thing I thought of, like I said, it was like River of Sticks. Um, yeah. Like, you know, taking like the ferry into Hades or in, yeah, into Hades and, you know, basically going to hell and like, you just like, you're like, someone's going to die. Someone's yeah. I mean, you're going on a, like, a river of lava, a it river of like lava, it, yeah. you know, into the darkness. And it was just a really cool scene how it was filmed, but it was, it's different. And the, and the creepy droid helped. So. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. It was creepy. Yeah. Uh, IG 11 really, uh, well, why don't we talk about him for a bit here? So Taika Waititi, who I'm such a fan of ever since, actually before Ragnarok, right? Oh, what yeah. What We Do in the Shadows? What We Do in the Shadows. Um, so I good. don't remember when that came out, but that was a few years earlier. And that is one uh, that I did not get to watch this year. That was in, I think, 2015 or so. Probably. Yeah. But that, was he in that, though, or did he just direct it? He was in it. He's the oh, okay. lead vampire. Yeah. Um, I don't remember the name. And neither do I. <laughs> but, but I knew from good. that that's moment right, on right. that I loved him. And then when I heard... Well, when we went to see Ragnarok, we thought it was Murray. Oh, yeah, right? we did. Yeah, we we picked out his New Zealand accent for sure, but we couldn't put a finger on which Reece. actor he was. Yeah, hey, Reese Darby, yeah. Hey, man. Yeah. Hey, man. Uh, I can't wait for Thor, Love and Thunder. You, we each got a uh, 
Taika Waititi pop vinyl this year because I got Korg from Tom's brother Steve. <laughs> yeah, that's brother a really Steve good got one too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got him a Korg as well. We both love Korg. <laughs> Man, you guys just like unleashed my love of pops. pop addiction. Here we go. Down the rabbit hole. Every time I talk about it at the Geekiverse, I'm like, no, I don't actively collect them, but I like them as gifts. They're nice, and they, you know, each one kind of means something. I we've got like maybe twelve of them on our bookcase. Oh, that's um, about what I have. Which oh. is not crazy because there's like 55 million. I counted mine. I have 22 now. <laughs> They're easy to pick up, right? They're cheap. Do you know how many of them you have bought, Tom? <laughs> Four. That's uh, not bad. Lauren yeah. has one of each. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Lauren has one of each of the cosplays she's done. That's very nice. Which that's is cool. kind of cool. Yeah. Like in that outfit. Except she might be missing Little Mermaid. But that's kind of a cool yeah, thing. Like cool. I got uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. I got Barbosa when we went to Niagara Falls Comic Con. Very cool. In Canada. Do a pop podcast next. We could. We could talk <laughs> about that. They're doing Gears Pop, right? Gears yeah, of War. That's true. Um, the other trooper we saw was the flame, the flamethrower trooper. Yes. Which is really cool. So that was almost like a little bit of a callback to the uh, Clone Wars era uh, flame trooper. It looked, the, the armor itself looked very um, Clone Wars mm-hmm. like armor style with the paint on it and the gear and it was all decked out so it definitely went back um that helmet i want to say just became available in like the the black series oh from hasbro oh yeah I so think, now it I makes think sense I saw that yeah why this this came to be um but uh we also speaking of pops we've all got our baby yodas pre-ordered we've got three of them cannot wait uh they come out in may <laughs> <laughs> so thank you amazon prime but ig88 uh or not 88 ig11 uh we see here he kind of got rebuilt uh to be a nurse droid so his sole purpose instead of being an assassin droid is to protect the child and i love every bit about that i love (laughs) that it plays right into taika's wheelhouse i think it's hilarious that he's a nurse droid and just has to be like consoling now because he was this monster and now he's (laughs) got to be like this loving caring thing so let's talk about that a little bit uh going down the path here with with taika what were some funny moments what what was something we liked about this character anything at all throw it at me gosh he was so protective of of baby yoda because that was his new protocol and i love the one time when he said don't be sad i i didn't live i can't die and the mandalorian said i'm not sad <laughs> he's like i'm a nurse droid i can tell I can your emotions your or something. Or, yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, I think I think his line for me in this episode was when he tells Grief Carger, if you touch this baby, I will kill you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Grief's like, that's fine. I'm not touching the baby. I don't want to touch the baby. Um, he he comes around in that intro, right? That like three and a half minute almost intro where we have the two scout troopers on the, the speeder bikes mm-hmm. and they had just uh, stolen Baby Yoda. We'll talk about that next. But okay. <laughs> yeah. oh my goodness, <laughs> that was ridiculous. That was ridiculous. Um, Last thing I want to mention about uh, IG-11 here was just the relationship with him and the Mandalorian. Um, literally, Mandalorian going from absolutely hating all droids to accepting and liking this one because it saved the child, saved him. Right. Um, and he just was like, "What? I, I finally like a droid. I don't want you to go kill yourself and blow up and save our lives, but you have to. So. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and that's kind of a well-known Star Wars lore fact while we're on IG here is the, those IG droids, if, they're, if they can't fulfill their... Their protocol, their mission, they they self-destruct. They're not allowed to be captured. Mm-hmm. And they've got a lethal thermal detonator built into like where their heart would be. Um, and that's kind of how IG goes out here, um, saving the crew, really, lo- allowing them to escape. And uh, there was another line I really liked from him. I, I think early on in that intro, he mentions 
being a nurse droid. He says, it, he says it to the two scout troopers. Okay. That's that I thought was really funny that that's how he introduced himself. And it was, you know, he had baby Yoda on like a backpack. Like you saw Yoda on, on Luke a little bit. Uh, that was just, all of it was great. It's amazing to me how John Favreau has brought these characters together and made them this odd little loving family without compromising how cool they all are. I'm waiting for the hangover style shirts now with baby Yoda. Oh, that's yeah. funny. Yeah. TM if it doesn't happen yet. <laughs> <laughs> TM to TK. So, my Lauren also speaking of this got me a baby on board sticker. I'm not usually a fan of those. I didn't uh, put two and two together until we had a baby. Lauren's like, no, no, no. It's in case you're in a car accident. That's why you put it on there. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. I just thought it was people kind of being proud of it, which there's nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah. I just it wasn't my style. But I always thought it was, uh, hey, slow down, don't tailgate me, I have a baby. <laughs> yeah, that could, maybe all of the above. Maybe. But I, I, she found the sticker to end all stickers, and it's basically the moment that Mando touches the, the finger of uh, Baby Yoda in the first episode. It's like an outline of that, and it says Baby on Board in the Star Wars font. So now I'm really excited for that. So if you see um, <laughs> an SUV with that in the greater Buffalo area, it's probably me. <laughs> Um, scout droids. Let's talk scout troopers. So beginning of the episode, troopers, yeah. uh, kind of a fun intro. We get to see a bunch of scout troopers goof around almost. <laughs> uh, they're they're talking. They're once, bored. Yeah, they're bored. They're and they're also building up our our villain here, Gideon. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So we uh, find that there's a nice. We we all figured that there there was a cameo here. We didn't know who was behind the mask, mm-hmm. but Jamie. Who was, who was behind the, the one that was holding Baby Yoda? Uh, looks like Bike Scout Trooper number one was Jason Sudeikis. So oh, SNL fame, right? Yeah. He's, and he's been in a lot of movies uh, since, but that's yeah, you'll recognize him instantly. Um, he, what a nice cameo that was. So that's another SNL guy, right? Because uh, what's his name was in the, the first um, one. Yeah, the guy from the first one who does <laughs> the, the Christmas song. I can't think yeah, of yeah, it'll, it'll hit me. <laughs> Christmas time is here. As soon as this is over, it'll hit me yeah. uh, what his name is. Um, and the the other trooper I was not familiar with. Uh, his name is Adam Pally or Polly. Can I see a picture? P a l l y. This guy. I don't know what else he was. Uh, yeah. Oh um, wait, he looks familiar. He he's been in a few things. I mean. So he's going more than a few, but a few things that I recognize. You said uh, Iron Man three, right? Yeah, so that's the right. John Favreau connection. Mm-hmm. He's in Dirty Grandpa, which I did not see. Let's see here. It's like some uh, voice acting. Yeah, I wonder. So he, he impersonates Donald Trump. Who he's done. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like Arnold Schwarzenegger. A lot of the cameos that we see, though, are in relation to um, our director here, John Favreau, yeah. who is just like, hey, I know you. You want to be in Star Wars? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. And it's great for fans and the actors to be a part of this universe and kind of get those calls. And Totally awesome. Awesome. Yeah. It's especially when it's a presence like that because they just they bring their own personality into it. I think my favorite Star Wars cameo ever is probably 
uh, Daniel Craig in Force oh, Awakens. Yes. Yeah. As, I was thinking that too. Like that's got to be the one. Like you just that was just him on set and he just walked over, didn't he? And he's like, "Hey, I want to be in the movie." And they're like, "Yeah, you're Daniel Craig. We're gonna throw a stormtrooper." <laughs> Can you <laughs> imagine you. the guy, the poor guy that was gonna play yeah. that part? Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's yeah, funny. Sorry, um, you did have a speaking part, but now but it's gonna be now we James, have James Bond. Bond so I'll never watch James Bond you. again. <laughs> that's the next James Bond villain right there. Oh yeah. It was it was Rami Malek who had that part originally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna kill him in his last movie. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, I can't oh, wait for Rami. that. So uh, it was a long intro. This episode clocked in about 47 minutes, a little bit longer uh, than the average we're seeing mm-hmm. here. I think there was anywhere from 39 to about 43, 44. I think the first episode was about 45, though, too. Yeah, the so introduction. Probably did a nice little. And the end. They were like bookends, yeah. Giving us the storyline at the beginning and then wrapping everything up at the end. It's a nice analogy, Jamie. Thank you. It's um, your second good analogy today. Wow. How about that? Wow. Of, of 2019. Yeah, that's amazing. I'm just- wow. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Just so everybody knows today is December 27th. Awkward. <laughs> you could have been like, um, it's it's 2020 now. And no one would know the difference. Yeah, it's true. You blew it. So we got the name of the, the Mandalorian here. So Din Jaren? Din Jaren. Din Jaren. There also we go. Jin. No. What? <laughs> Din Din made me think of the Jawas from Spaceballs. Even though it's Dink Dink. Oh, yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, tick, 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 Okay, anyway. So uh, the name is uh, revealed by Gideon, uh, Moff Gideon. And that's kind of a big deal because the Mandalorians are obviously very private. Um, and that is revealed here. And even he said he hadn't heard that name since he was mm-hmm. basically a kid, right? Right. Um, and we got a little bit more backstory as well on uh, how he really came to be who he is mm-hmm. right so he was and, and we saw it too we saw it actually played out with the attack with him being rescued by the mandalorians uh the super battle droid attack there i love that we got to see more of that in action yeah. and the perspective from flying away with the jetpack they keep adding a little more and more to that flashback scene and we keep seeing like it's just like not that he's like remembering but it's exposing us little by little to his background without saying this is what happened let's move on so it's kind of nice to see that you know little more of an intro a little more of an after to see yes his town is being attacked by these super battle droids um his parents literally throw him in a hole there's an explosion we don't know if they're alive or dead or what's going on with them um and then a mandalorian shows up and saves them and he's like okay this is my foundling i'm gonna take care of you now make you a mandalorian and then off they go um which ties directly into the end of this which we see full circle full circle with um the armorer telling him hey you found this kid you saved it it saved you you're its dad now mm-hmm. until you <laughs> until you reunite it with his people. Oh, congrats. Which is going to be very difficult. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. But I, I did like the full circle effect with um, that intro and him and his and the relation between them and their backgrounds. So. so he either must find a way to reunite Baby Yoda with his his people, which good luck, right? Because mm-hmm. that's a rare species that so, yeah, we did either, not get a name of still. Either his species or... The Jedi, which they were talking about, it didn't. Se- it didn't seem like any of them had heard of Jedi the before. Yeah, that yeah. was interesting. So that's something we should address here, um, because we're all like, "What are you talking about? Luke Skywalker blowing up the Jedi, Death Star duh. and yeah. you know killing the Emperor Invader just five years before this." So a lot of what we saw in the original trilogy is not like public knowledge in the in the galaxy. Mm. Um, obviously, the Empire falling is known, but even so, you see the remnants of the Empire there. Uh, regardless, like people 
the like the average citizen in the galaxy doesn't know what the Sith are. Like I they, don't think they the even Jedi. know what the Force is. Right, yeah. the Force is like this magic, mystical thing. Like like Han Solo talks about it in New Hope, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then who? Um, I was I gonna say so? Like Palpatine is not known to be like this evil Sith, and Darth Vader wasn't even technically like a ranking officer in the empire as we've established in this new Disney canon with Marvel that he was really just the emperor's enforcer, even though he was really his second in command. He wasn't like an official anything. Yeah. So he did Vader not have re- a title at all. He reported to the moths to Tarkin it, all of it. But really at the end of the day, the emperor had the final say. Well, also Darth Vader was more powerful than a lot of those people, especially with the force. So they were all scared of him. Oh, a hundred percent. Even knowing he was powerful, they, they're not, trained to know about the force or even know the background of it and Mm -hmm. the empire controls all the propaganda and all the communications except on the outer rim kind of a little more scarce so they were going to do everything since the destruction destruction of the jedi temple on coruscant to erase everything you know any knowledge of the jedi is just wiped out and they're gone and they're hunted and killed you know and paint them as villains yeah as well and painted as traitors of the republic so, I mean, there's all this stuff where people are just, like, not going to tell their kids about this kind yeah. of thing. And so how is this child so Force-sensitive, and how does he how did he learn everything he knows up to this point? It seems, we don't know these answers, but to me it seems right. that his species, which I'm really surprised we didn't get a name of, because I think that was kind of teased. That, that's season two. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that something they've always wanted to keep secret, though, since I'm, the very I'm, beginning? Something's... Um, Sp- or not George Lucas Spielberg. Jeez. Um, George Lucas wanted to keep secret from like, the very beginning he went out of his way to remove all lore from toys uh, card games video games anytime anything came up with Yoda species except for Yaddle he was like no not gonna happen it's been I'm more happy than, about that it's been more than 40 years it's and not we still something don't I ever need to know yeah I kind of like that like it's all that. I have <laughs> <laughs> it's all George has left plus four has, billion I wonder if he has the name of it like he knows it it's in his head 100% he, yeah. well <laughs> really? here's the thing it changes every few years, probably, right? It's Maybe. George Lucas. Yeah, he can no. do whatever he wants <laughs> with this stuff. So the getting back to the child and maybe why it knows what to do, I feel like that species is rare, so there's not like a huge population of them somewhere, unless this gets debunked in season two or somewhere else down the line, and that they are just naturally force-sensitive creatures. They must be. Certain creatures are more, or certain species are just more naturally connected and more individuals can be as well. Um, And I think they're just super in tune with like nature, which sounds really cheesy to say, but the way like Luke described the force in last Jedi to Ray leads me to believe that like, that's how they are. They're just like a peaceful species and they, they know what they have to do. And it's like this innate built in ability. Cause the the kid really is like five years old for a human. That would kind of back up to with, um, this new trilogy that came out here we see at the end of um do we want to talk about rise of skywalker i was gonna say the end of the, the last okay. uh, we, we won't do rise of skywalker yeah, but no, don't do it. the end of the last jedi if you haven't seen it plug your ears or skip ahead 10 seconds if you haven't seen last jedi what is wrong with you yeah um but we, <laughs> we, see, we see the kid with the broom that's it's nothing serious with the movie or anything like that but you know that kid isn't trained in the forest right. but he's like yeah. Hey, I can do this. You know, I Certain was people, I yeah. was under stress at some point, or I figured this out on my own just with like meditation, and he figured out that he can do it. <laughs> yeah, not so, to equate it to something that you guys don't particularly love, but Harry Potter has similar things. Mm-hmm. Kids just have these abilities as when they're young. They just, just like kind of figure it out. They come upon it, yeah, and then 
at, when they come of age, they're taken to learn. Yeah. So that was a big thing with the Empire, right? Like they're stealing, and then we find out the First Order. Anything, any kid that was force sensitive because they want to kill them, eliminate them, or you or know, maybe turn them. yeah, use them for their their own uh, common good, I guess. But I um, I thought it was really interesting, uh, maybe more funny how it played out there uh, with grief telling him to get the child to do the what they said the, the hand trick the get magic the child baby. to do the magic hand magic hand baby do the magic hand thing <laughs> it just waves, <laughs> it waves back <laughs> the baby that was just adorable waves back. Oh. yeah that's gonna be that's so a cute. that's a gif right that's, like, that's the meme of the week i'm pretty sure yeah, absolutely <laughs> oh we should have done that next next season we'll do uh a meme of the week that, that's a good idea <laughs> good. Um, so last thing with um the yodling i haven't said it this episode yeah yet. um <laughs> I would like I would like to believe just a theory from you know Tom's crazy theory corner. Oh yeah. Um, so introducing Tom's <laughs> crazy theory corner. <laughs> kind of like that. Um, <laughs> I, since since the baby is uh, the child is fifty years old, I would like to think that it did have a master, and like there was like think of like if, if a human Jedi was raising this child, and he got older and he died and someone else had to take over the child. I think it would be interesting, to, like, because they could have communicated with the Force, they could have trained that way. I think that would be a, a fun and interesting theory. Possible. So if it's fifty, at what age do humans? Think about it. If, if you're thirty Jedi. and you're a Jedi Master and you're like, oh, here's your new apprentice, and they're like, this thing isn't aging. <laughs> and, well, you would think it would be able to speak then. It, oh. No, because you got to think how it develops and what it thinks about, and does it speak basic, which is the Star Wars English? So, at basically? what at what age do you think it would have started learning, though? At that rate. Well, I'm saying with the force, so too. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, because there's ways people can communicate through the force, even with just feeling an emotion where you can tell, you know, is it happy? Is it sad? Is yeah. it. Um, again, I want to talk about Rise of Skywalker, but I won't. Just <laughs> oh, it's hard, I know. We'll talk, Reach we'll, out we'll with talk, your we'll talk feelings. off camera and Mike. <laughs> <laughs> and Mike. We keep it rolling accidentally. <laughs> um, well, like the kids in even Revenge of the Sith, like those are four or five year olds at best, right? Mm-hmm. And we know right. that they're taken from birth. It's the right age. Um, so. Yeah. I'm trying to think. So, at 50, he would have been around easily for like the end of the Jedi Order, mm-hmm. for what it's worth. I don't know how he would have escaped. I feel like he's not at all connected to the Jedi Order. But if no. if he were to go on your theory here, that maybe, um, where do I want to go with this? Maybe it was kind of like a Cal Kestis, as we've seen, mm-hmm. like in Jedi Fallen Order, someone off the beaten path who was Force sensitive and. Mm-hmm. Maybe ended up taking someone under their wing. Yeah, I like that. I don't know. Idea. We'll see where it goes. I'm happy that we're continuing on with their their relationship as uh, between Baby Yoda and the Mando as we go into season two here. So season two, we failed to mention uh, just a few hours ago. John Favreau tweeted out that season two is coming fall 2020. Mm. That's impressive. That's a good turnaround. I did not think we were going to get this for at least a few years. There was a nice uh, teaser pick as well with the uh, Gamorrean guard that we saw there. So it'd be interesting to see how yeah. that ties directly into it. Cause I love those little teasers of just like, we're like, we have nothing to go off of except this <laughs> alien race, which is already established in the series. So are we going to their planet? Are we going, mm. you know, like we seen job, job palace. Maybe you know what I'm thinking of right now. I'm thinking of the Dr. Seuss book. Are you my mother? <laughs> I just yeah. want to see him going planet to planet being like, is this yours? And they'll be like, no, it's not kid? mine. And then he'll be like, all right. And he flies off. I'm going to write a book. Is this your child? Oh, my goodness. Oh, goodness. Dr. Seuss has got Mando. nothing on you. TM from Tom's Corner. <laughs> the Mando and the child. I like it. 
Uh, so why don't we talk about our, our main antagonist here? Uh, so Moff Gideon, which at first my my brain went to Star Wars Battlefront Two. Gideon Hesk is a an Imperial agent. They're not the same at all. Just Gideon kind of rang in my head as like, oh man, I, f- I forgot about that uh, storyline. But they, uh, I like what they did with this character. Like this guy is not to be messed with. They really built him up in that dialogue between the scout troopers in the yes. beginning. And it, that was all really kind of meant to be funny. But <laughs> yeah. they simultaneously were explaining, like, don't mess with this guy. Like he had a guy killed because he interrupted him. Interrupted him, him yeah. <laughs> That's right. This guy and, is and sadistic. Killed, and he killed his own men. And Just to they, prove they, a point. They said he was like, it was like a power move, basically. Like, yeah, he's going to do whatever it takes to get what he wants. And then he's like, well, no, I'm not going to go down there until they call us down there. I'm not, I'm not going to look at the child until <laughs> yeah. until I give it to him because I don't want him shooting me just because yeah. he's annoyed with me. Exactly. Um, and we definitely see in this episode that he's determined. I mean, he's... You know, and he's skilled, right? Like, so he, he fights... He's a pilot. Yep. He gets the tie... Uh, flies in the TIE fighter. He survives, which we all assumed he would. And he has a lot of intel. He knows his enemy, which is important. Yeah. He is very much in the same vein to me as like a Grand Admiral Thrawn, where mm. he is very tactical. I love Thrawn. Yeah. He's intelligent. He knows what's going on, and he can put his, his money where his mouth is, right? Yeah. Like he could fight when he has to. It, uh, that sequence with the TIE fighter was great, mm-hmm. by the way, with Mandalorian using his jetpack for oh, the first yeah. time. Oh, my goodness. Level yes. up. Yeah. <laughs> More I, gear. Video yeah, game. That's what sure. I thought the, the entire season. That was a really good sequence. And then at the end, let's talk about this. Uh, so we see him escape. The The Jawas are looking at the down TIE fighter. And oh man, we get the black. Dun, dun, dun. We get the, the black saber. Dark saber. The dark saber the itself. Dark saber. And it was so great to see it in live action form. <laughs> oh, I, it sounded like yeah, a lightsaber cool. as soon as I heard it. And I'm like, it can't be. Yeah, and I then, thought it was at first. And then you guys both were like, it's a dark saber. So. <laughs> You're like, what the heck? Are I you don't nerds know what that about? is. <laughs> Losers. Yeah. <laughs> so again, if you're a fan of Clone Wars and, and Star Wars Rebels, uh, if you haven't watched those, go watch them now because that is a very prominent weapon. And they also kind of so we we talked about why why would he possess this? What were some thoughts on why you think Gideon would be in possession of this? So we kind of had like a we talked about it, but we also had like kind of like a mental timeline in our head of we're like where was this at this time and like where are we? So we are we are five years after Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, so anything in the Clone Wars, anything in the prequels, it's all never happened yet. Or I'm sorry, it all already like in happened. The, way in the past. Yeah, so and it's all Rebels done. 2 would have been yeah. at least, uh, what, maybe about 10 years mm-hmm. prior to that? So, so there's a window in there. We don't know what happened with there, the end of Rebels. There is a window, and we don't know if Sabine had Darksaber last or if she turned it over to the next ruler of Mandalore who's supposed to have it. But based on this storyline that we're seeing here, um, they say there was the Siege of Mandalore and the Empire took over and took all, everything from them. So why wouldn't they take the artifacts? Right. So they took all the Beskar, they took all the weapons and artifacts, and if, um, what's this guy's name? Gideon. Gideon. If Gideon was a part of that, even as a soldier at the time or whatever he right. was or a general, um, he's like, hey, I want this. And he took it, and he could have even brought it there to to prove a point to the Mandalorian and say, "I have this like old school, like man to man combat mm-hmm. is is basically like what they do." So that's kind of like a nice leverage tool for him to be like, "Hey, I'll give you this for the child. 
which we could have saw it coming if you know he got away. So and that's sure. a big deal. I'm super excited. It, it's like it's a real it, big it's deal. the holy grail of the Mandalorians. Right, it really is. Like you, so, they won't take their masks off. They won't say their names for the most part. Like, the, the creed they called it. Yeah, and they're very serious with it, all of it. Right, this is the way. That's kind of the mantra. Yeah. So, the other thought I had with the uh, dark saber is. It's briefly mentioned in Rogue One, is it not? Don't they say Project Dark Saber, Black Saber? It's something Saber. It's either black or, or dark. When oh yeah, it's Jin, one of the files. Yes, oh. when Jin and Cassian are looking and they find Moon Star Dust. Du- Stardust. <laughs> Moon Dust. I don't know why Moon Dust was so funny. <laughs> Moon Dust. Moon Dust. Uh, Death Star plans. Stardust. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever it is. They call it Stardust, and Jin knows that because you <laughs> that's know that's her nickname. That's exactly uh, Moon Dust. <laughs> Moon Dust. <laughs> Um, so they mentioned that in there as well as hyperspace tracking, by the way, to all of you who have issues with the last Jedi and how the first order could keep up with the resistance that is teased in rogue one. They laid a lot of plans out there. They have almost infinite resources and people are upset about the technology. Like they can do whatever they want. hundred percent. They have the best of the best to do whatever they want. Exactly. They they built the death star. They built the star killer base, which is ridiculous to me, (sighs) but it's, it's there. Yeah, get over so it. So futuristic for having been a long, long time <laughs> oh, ago. Oh man, Star Killer Base, by the way. Well, I can't say anything. Well, it, that was the last movie, wasn't it? It wasn't in this movie. I'm not talking about a movie. Okay, <laughs> I'm talking about a game. Oh, you jerk! <laughs> <laughs> so we'll get rude. There. Anyway, and uh, Easter egg, not probably. okay. Gotcha. Anyway, uh, you'll you'll know it when you see it, and you'll text me right away. I know you will. I'm leaving right now. I'm going to play Fallen Order. That's enough. <laughs> oh, I love that game so much. I'm 95% of the way through. I'm like almost 10%. there. I'm getting there. All right, back on topic. So we see the Mando's face. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And alas, it's Pedro Pascal. <gasps> uh, so Game of Thrones fame. We know surprised. This <laughs> but uh, Game of Thrones fame, uh, for me, Kingsman. I, I loved him in that movie. Soon to be Wonder Woman. Soon to be Wonder Woman. He's not, not him. He won't be Wonder Woman. <laughs> oh, gosh. But no. <laughs> but he, he'd do a great job. Woman. Yeah. Uh, so that was good. And that exchange with, with IG-11 was fun, too. Right? Yeah. Like So the Mando has this thing with IG where IG has almost this flawed logic, and the Mando corrects him. If you remember back to like the self-destruct, first, right? Yeah, the first episode. How many yeah. times does he go, I must self-destruct? And he says like something. like three or four times. And he'd be like, okay, I'm not going to do that now. That was really funny. And I think that happened a few times tonight in this last episode. Yeah. But we got the reveal. Did you did you guys think we were going to see his face at any point in the season? Uh, I heard that we were going to hear his name tonight. I didn't think about the face, though. Huh. I didn't it, actually think about it, honestly. It was interesting that kind of like what you just said about his logic and being like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to counter your point to get you to do what I want you to do. Yeah. Um, the IG did the same thing to him, and he's like, "Oh, well, no one's, no living being is on, has, has seen your face. I'm not alive, though. So, <laughs> right. so we're good. It's true. Yeah. You know? And I'm gonna die anyways. He so. outthought him. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that's true. He was going. I mean, to die. he didn't know that at the at the time, but right. I love their banter. Ahead. They would kind of manipulate each other to do what the other yeah. needed. That's fine. But really, to benefit them both. Right. Right. It wasn't like totally one sided. And we got that nice little Bacta reference. I mean, from the Bacta tanks yeah. and yeah. just like that. That's the healing material of the Star this Wars universe. This is a Bacta spray. Yeah. That was cool. Um, Kara's name is Kara Cynthia. Kara Cynthia. Yeah. Right. That was kind of a cool little thing from Alderaan. Oh, oh yes, yeah, that's right. Down. That's really big. So that maybe explains a little bit why she was part of the Rebel Alliance. So she's pissed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is she mad? Oh, she's Things pissed. are gonna go down. Yeah. 
I love her motivation for staying away from negotiating this whole episode. Like she's like, they're gonna mess me up because she I was a rebel. She said they're gonna hook me up to a mind flare flare, right? Yeah. Which, which I, I, the first like thing I think things. of is Stranger Things. Yeah. The, the the which is a reference to Dungeons and Dragons. Um but that's interesting because yeah. wasn't that in that was the beast in not Rogue One. Yeah, Rogue mm-hmm. One. Mm. Is it was that the mind flare? Oh Borgullet. So I wonder if that's the same thing. The one that Saw Gerrera has that looks like a squid? Yep. Yes. So I okay. literally I literally piece this together as I'm talking. And you messed up the pilot, right? Yes. So okay. that okay. L- like it's like a truth serum alien, basically. Sure. So you think that's what she was referencing? That's what I think oh. what she was referencing. Interesting. I imagined like a probe droid of sorts. Like Maybe, some kind yeah. of torture device? Yeah. yeah. Sure. That's really cool, though. I never thought of that. Crazy Tom's Corner. <laughs> I forgot what we called it. <laughs> I like I like Crazy <laughs> Tom's Corner. I think we'll go with Crazy <laughs> Tom's Corner. In that, it needs like a, a thumbnail. It needs to be. Uh, there needs to be like an intro sequence to it, though. Like Crazy <laughs> Tom, <laughs> Crazy Tom, Crazy Tom, Crazy Tom's Crazy Corner theories. Sure. <laughs> oh, hello, boys and girls. <laughs> Welcome to Crazy Tom's Corner. <laughs> I'm Crazy Tom. Thank so we need to think about this. We've Are got ready some for time this before. Off the wall, random thought <laughs> Tom just had. Before season two, we need to iron out a few details and make this show even better for all of you who stick around. Uh, or maybe you flee really quickly. I'm sorry. Oh, stop. Oh, this is so nice. (laughs) Usually I'm the one that apologizes. Just leave a comment below if you're upset with this whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want Tom to stay? Do you want Tom to go? Let us know. Uh, final thoughts here. I don't know if there's anything I missed. We we did see Quill's uh, kind of makeshift grave mm-hmm. uh, that the yeah. Mando made for him and put his uh, goggles on top. That um, was sad. Last thing I want to mention is just the um, the armor scene. Yep. We see that just to sum it all up. Um, after the Mandalorians all came out of hiding and saved our Mandalorian, um, they knew the Empire was going to come for them, and they basically dumped their gear and all ran, or or were killed by the Empire. So we're kind of... She said hopefully some got away, but a lot of them, you know, were dead, and that's kind of why she had all the armor. Um, And as part of their creed, she refused to leave. She's like, I need to melt all this down and take care of the burials and and make sure that our code is being honored. Well, no one else is allowed to wear that armor, right? Correct. Yeah. Except Boba Fett, who stole it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Crazy Tom (laughs) Gordon. Don't get me going on Boba Fett. Uh, but so we see that, which is wonderful because we get the Mandalorian getting his um, sigil, mm-hmm. which um, signet? signet signet, which we all thought was going to be a, a baby, ba- a baby Yoda. Yoda. That would have been awesome. Which it wasn't. Big um, miss. I know. I, I'm okay with it because it really shows that, like the mudhorn. The mudhorn looks more badass. She says that um, you know, there's two of you. You're a pair now, and they both killed that creature together. Yeah. So it's kind of a nice little... Like Did you say like you're a two-person clan or something? Yeah, or a clan of two? Exactly. So I, I liked that whole scene of you know her giving him um, the, the jetpack and saying like basically you earn this and then yeah. you, you heard him getting the next upgrade which is just basically his sickle sigil snibble. Signet. <laughs> Signet. I want to say Brian Patrick Stoyle mentioned that he thought that you know in, some, in one of the Star Wars Facebook groups we're in that that was going to be the the signal the the baby Yoda basically, mm-hmm. um, but you know the Mudhorn's cool as well. That's that's I like a tough it. It piece. Looks, looks really cool. It does look very cool. That was that scene resonates with me. Like it it sticks in my mind so much when Baby Yoda is like force lifting it. It was the first Just thing that, we really saw. That yeah. was besides so the attempted cool. force heal, which he didn't do. But that was really really cool how that they, they played out visually. Mm-hmm. 
any wrapping thoughts here on this episode of We Have Spoken for this episode? Uh, we got to see some cool force use in this one with Baby Yoda stopping the, the blast of the fire. I thought that he might try to heal the Mandalorian after he w- he had like the blood coming out of the back of his head, but he probably was too weak at that point. And he wouldn't have taken the helmet off, right? Right. Because IG no says he being. has to at least. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Uh, crazy Tom. Um, I just liked, I, I, I think I said enough, but <laughs> um, I liked when they're all trying to piece together what they're going to do when they're trapped inside the little like, kind of cantina area. Yeah. Um, and they're kind of like waiting good. it out and trying to figure everything out. And we see Grief Karga taking shots, just trying to calm yeah. his nerves. Yeah. You notice that? He that took like two funny. or three shots and he's just like, all right, all right. <laughs> What are we going to do? I just like that kind of like subtle background thing of like we're seeing the other characters doing things to kind of keep your attention and kind of focusing on their own person. It's a crew, so right? Like That's good. And I, I yeah. like him a lot. I liked him since the first time we saw him on Carl screen. Weathers. Wonderful. He is a wonderful character. He's got a great presence and I love his voice. Mm. And yeah, he, he's, such very a, he's such that like mercenary like scum too where he's like, he's like I'm going to switch sides here and yeah, there. Yeah, he'll just turn I'm, on I'm you like that. He yeah. would sell whatever yeah. on the street, right, mm. to, to make a profit. Yeah, he's like, yeah. he's like, well, we, we, you know, we have the Empire off this planet. I'm going to stay here and make a new bounty guild and you know, you're welcome to come back and I'm yeah. going to have this yeah. girl. I'm going to hire Kara to be my uh, my my armor basically. <laughs> I'm <laughs> such a fan of her. I, I know she kind of is secondary to the Mandalorian here, but I love her being on this show. Support character. She's yeah. really good. She is yeah. really cool. I'd love to see more of her in season two, mm-hmm. week to week, instead of just popping up here. If they if they split up, I could see them going like back and forth. Well, like they did. They did split up. Her, well, I meant like um, in, it, in season two, like them oh. alternating episodes. Yeah. Like we've only have them tie together at the end. Sure. Followed the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. You're saying if they followed Mando and then followed her. Yeah. Some, we can ah. get more more story, sure. more lore, and kind of just go from yeah. there and Very just intertwine cool. their paths throughout mm-hmm. it. I'm into it. I love this. I thought this was as good a finale as you could, as we mentioned earlier, where it wrapped everything up. Tease what's coming next year, which is actually really not that far off in terms of season two. I didn't think we were going to get this for a while because I mm-hmm. thought they were going to work on Kenobi and Cassian and K2 first. But thank goodness we are getting Mandalorian a lot sooner than we thought. Um, I think we'll probably do what we're doing here for Clone Wars. Um, if you guys are down for that, where we're we're kind of doing this weekly thing because Clone Wars is not going to be a long season. Uh, that comes out in February. Wow. Um, we, so, we can, well, can we binge all that, or is that going to be individual as well? Uh, they're doing individual, I believe. Uh, I, yeah. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> at least we at least we're getting. It. If you've enjoyed what we've done here, uh, come back for that in February. We'll we'll be talking more Star Wars. Uh, last thing we want to mention here, we're going to do just a, a separate wrap-up episode. So this is not the last episode in this season, if you will, of We Have Spoken. We'll have just a kind of quick wrap-up, our favorites, our high points, and where we want to go for season two. You can find that on YouTube.com slash The Geekiverse, as well as Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud. For Tom, for Jamie, I'm Josiah. <laughs> uh, let's see, do we want to try <laughs> <laughs> what what do you want to do? Can, can, we, can we just pick one and then we we'll just do it that way? Can we look forward to one? It, no, the how we did. Well, like I'm, we, I'm gonna mess it up. Oh. We did it. And it, it. We kind of just added one on, oh, like every that's week. Right, yeah. but it's been a while now. Right. Yeah. Okay. Let's I, try it. I <laughs> right. have spoken. No. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I have spoken. I have spoken. This, this is, is the way. way. Until, until we meet again. Until we meet again. Until our paths cross. Until our paths cross. 
We already messed it up. Yeah, oh, that's a all we lot got. Of times. We've spoken. A lot of times. We have spoken. We spoke. <laughs> <laughs> it's never good. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's great. 